Hi, welcome to another episode of Mr. B and McKee. I'm Mr. B. I'm McKee. And today we're giving you our top 10 picks for the best protagonists of all time in movies. So what we've done here is we've each picked five protagonists that we think are the best of all time. And together they're going to accumulate into a top 10 list. So Jackson, when approaching the list of top 10 protagonists of all time, there's a lot of characters to choose from. And sometimes you can't pick the ones you like. So the ones that you like the most. So what were some of your runner-ups for this list? So some of my runner-ups were the T-800 from the Terminator franchise. From Because I enjoyed the Terminator movies. I thought it was a good protagonist. Next one was Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights. Because <laughs> I found him funny. And he had decent development throughout the movie. My next one was Leonidas from the movie 300. Because I thought 300 was really cool. Very visually pleasing film. And he was a good protagonist. Very flawed, but also very good. And finally, Gru from Despicable Me. Because it was a good protagonist. He constantly changed throughout each movie. There was not a... There was no change. It's not like there was no change. Yeah, he's throughout. continuously developing. Yeah. Yeah, I, li- I like that. That's, that's I love Gru. <laughs> Who doesn't love Gru, though? <laughs> so some of my rubber runner-ups were Phil Connors from Groundhog Day. Because in the beginning, you see him, he's this selfish jerk. And at the end, you see him and he is, his eyes have been opened up to like all this new like empathy. And then you got Harry Potter. What I like about Harry Potter as a movie character is that you have so much development, but it's over a long period of time. You see him grow up over the course of eight movies. And then I also had Jack Sparrow because he is the, uh, the scoundrel the whole time, but underneath you see the development happening. And then, you, of course, you have the Wolverine, because Hugh Jackman's the best. And I think that the way that he is living for almost an eternity really um, gives you something special about his character development. So let's get into our top ten. Who is your number five pick? My number five pick was Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. But nostalgia is one thing about this movie. I loved this movie as a kid. I found it awesome. But then he's a good character. He's constantly working to help his family along and fit in with the general population after there's a law passed that superheroes are not allowed. He's also a really good superhero. Like He obviously tries to save people, and he has decent development in the movie. Learns how to work with his family and others to defeat the main villain, Syndrome. As in the beginning, he's kind of like, oh, I'll do this by myself. But then as he goes on through the movie, it's, uh, okay, I'm going to let them help me. I'm going to progressively let them help me. And he was also relatively funny with good lines and quality action scenes. Definitely. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a great lead for that movie. Uh, so for my, my number five pick, I picked Caesar from the Planet of the Apes franchise, which, of course, was from this uh, two, 2010s era, of course, the remakes. Not the remakes, but the reboot, reboot, sort of. And so what I find so compelling about Caesar is that he is just, an, he's an ape, he's an animal. But what they did that was so intriguing to me was that it's a portrait of humanity. You, He's explored with all these different relationships as like a leader, a father, a friend, and they make him feel like the most human character because you see him evolve from just the wild animal to this human character. And Andy Serkis portrays him perfectly through motion capture. It is an Oscar-worthy performance. 
And it's not even like him talking most of the time. Most of the time, it's facial expressions that really tell a vivid story. Yeah, and, and he also, to add to that, he doesn't talk until like the third movie in full sentences. It's yeah. very offhanded comments. A lot of sign language, a lot of facial expressions, and that's just so interesting that such a, um, a almost mute character can be that compelling. And I also thought that the films explored his flaws and biases, like with towards humans and towards working with them. And also his in the third, especially when he's like coping with the death of his family and he wants this revenge. And at the end, he chooses not to kill the colonel. I think that that like has concludes his arc with such like. Um, it concludes his arc with a sense of completeness. I think it finished off his character very well. Uh, so for my number four pick, I have to go with Han Solo from Star Wars because He's, when you meet him, he's, he's the charismatic smuggler, and he never loses that charm. But he transforms as he is, at the start, the selfish criminal who only cares about himself, and then he transforms over the course of the films as the hero. And I think that has to do with a lot with his relationship with Princess Leia. I think that uh, she kind of helps mold him into a more responsible, more um, selfless character. And... He's just oozes cool. He's just like the definitive cool movie character for me. Uh, excellent pilot. He's so good at all of these different things. He always knows how to talk his way out of a situation. And I just think he is a great character. He's my number four spot. My number four spot was John Wick from At Time of Recording, the John Wick trilogy. While he's awesome and the Baba Yaga is not someone you mess with, it is a bit weird to not have a lot of backstory about maybe his wife or how he got into the world of assassins as he is now. Keanu Reeves does a really good job playing him as a more broken man who does not want to be in the world he's gotten into, himself into. Like, especially in the second movie, he's like, I'm done. I'm not coming back. I came back for like a day or two, and I'm gone. And also, the fight scenes and skills he shows in them in all three movies are awesome. But since there's no explanation as to how he got them, how he got his skills until the third movie. But even then... Skill is very vaguely described. Like, it's not a specific... He spent, he's ex-KGB, he's ex-Secret Service, MI6, something like that. It's just, he was trained here. And it's good that you don't get the answers immediately over the course of the three films that are, like, um, giving you answers as you go. But it's still intriguing. And I think that the vulnerability of his, like, death of his wife and, and stuff, I think that really aids his character. I think that's a great pick. And my number three was Batman from the Batman franchises across varying media. I feel this is a very comic-accurate portrayal of a comic book character. Michael Keaton does a good job with the darker elements of the Batman story, especially in Batman 1989, with a more darker tone, especially concerning the Joker, how he's conflicted about do I deal, how do I deal with the Joker. However, when Michael Keaton and Tom Bur Tim Burton left the franchise, it went a little south, which is why Batman doesn't rank at number two or number one. That being said, Christian Bale does a good job with his Batman portraying the more brooding-esque character. He broods a lot. He sit he's like very quiet, doesn't like the police from the way it's portrayed. And finally, Ben Affleck does a good job showing the more brutal and jaded Batman that are in the later comics, where he's a parent, where he's just sick of it. He's just like, I've been being Batman for a while. 
Yeah, sort of like the character from Batman we get in the Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Series. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I bet, I think that all the Bat, all the people who play Batman portray him differently, but it all adds to the character. I think that's a really, yeah, great pick. And so from nine, number three, I have Tony Stark from the MCU. This is, he's the character that holds up the MCU for me. He is, has this long transformation that isn't a straight uphill slope. He makes mistakes, but they all tie into his character. When you get to Civil War, you know why he's doing what he's doing. You get, like, the sort of burden he carries. And then in, like, Iron Man 2, he's, he's sort of dying, so he's making all these bad choices. But then he's redeeming himself as he goes along. And especially when you get to Endgame that final satisfying snap that he does, it just, it's the perfect, actually, character um, ending because he survived the attack in the desert in the first Iron Man so that he could save the world in Endgame. I think that's just a very satisfying conclusion to his character. And he's, and Robert Downey Jr. Pl- was born to play Iron Man. He, ge- he gives the charm, the vulnerability, and the strength that Tony Stark yeah. has. And also, I'm going to add to that, the development. You kind of see it in Civil War, where he's like, I will fight for what I believe in. I will do this if I have to. Then that is like kind of hinted at in the movie. And then in Endgame, it's, I have to do this or everyone is going to die again. I'm not having that happen again. Yeah, and I also thought what was interesting about Endgame is that he's hesitant to do the time heist at first because he doesn't want to lose the, lose the life he's built for him. But in the end, he chooses that that's like... I love my family, but it's selfish, felt selfish of me to only care about them when I can do this great thing for the world. And he chooses to sacrifice himself to save the world. I think that ties his um, character arc with a nice little bow. And so for my uh, sorry, my number uh, two pick, I have to go with Rocky Balboa from the Rocky franchise. He is the ultimate undisputed underdog story. Rocky is, when you meet him, he's a bum. And he's, like, working for, like, loan sharks, and he's lazy-ish, and then as... He's kind of like a mob enforcer, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. And then, as the the first one goes along, he meets Adrian, and he starts fighting with Mickey, was training under Mickey, and you see the potential, like... Um, unleashed, and he starts to become this champion. But he does, he's, what's so great about the first film to me is that he does not win immediately. He loses the first film, but then in the second film, he wins again because he was persistent. He worked to get there. And then even as you go to like the Creed films, you see him as this old mentor. I think that portrays the more human aspect, the more vulnerable aspect of Rocky's character very well. Uh, Sylvester Stallone received his first Golden Globe for Creed because obviously he just did such a great job at portraying an older version of this champion. He hasn't lost his edge. And I just think Rocky is just this, the all-time underdog for me. So for my my number two was very different. Mine was Red from the movie The Shawshank Redemption. My main, the first point I'm going to bring up, Morgan Freeman delivers a great performance 
you genuinely feel bad that he gets rejected so many times for the parole board and has to stay in Shawshank throughout about for a vast majority of the movie. To add to that, you get to the part where he's released and you feel that same feeling of joy he has when he's finally gotten out of Shawshank. But then you feel bad because you think he's going to kill himself in the room. However, he doesn't, and he and it's a very happy ending, very good conclusion for him in the end of the film. He's also a great character to have narrate the story, as he clearly cares for people, but he doesn't seem biased by anyone's opinion. He simply tells the story how he saw it. He doesn't say, oh, but this happened instead, when really this happened. He tells it as he sees it. Yeah, he's very nuanced in his thinking, and then as he narrates, he delivers on that nuance. Yeah. And then for my number one, I picked Spider-Man from the Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home movies. Why? This is a almost perfect Spider-Man portrayal for me as of the time of recording. He is a relatively young actor. He's funny, which is something Spider-Man has to have as throughout the comics, he's a relatively funny character, makes jokes. Yeah, he's a great comedic relief. Yeah. And on top of that, his great development in these movies. As in the first one, he's learning how to not bite off more than he can chew, as throughout he keeps trying to challenge the vulture when he's not ready for it. But then in the second one, he learns how to make take responsibility for actions that he's something he needs to fix with Mysterio and with the elementals. He learns, I need to take responsibility for this. This is happening. I need to help stop this. It's my responsibility to stop this. And also, I liked very much that it doesn't rely on the origin story of, oh no, Uncle Ben got shot. I'm going to be a hero for Uncle Ben. It's a, oh, Uncle Ben isn't with us anymore. And he keeps just doing it like it's been a while that he's been Spider-Man. And it doesn't rely on that origin. And I like how it's telling the story of a teenager opposed to just a superhero. It's the dual identity that gives Peter Parker an emotional anchor. And I think that very much well works for Tom Holland. Great job. But coming in at number one for me is Christopher Reeve's Superman from the 1978 Superman. Now, I know this might not be the definitive Superman for some of you, but for me, it's not about the character itself. It's about what he represents thematically. He is the all-around good guy, the perfect protagonist for me. He represents the best qualities of protagonists. He has a sense of... Um, morality that is just so strong he he has this like kind demeanor he is he's not this brooding like sad superman that um henry cavill portrays that which is good and on its own but instead it gives like the joy of the superman that you have in the comics and i think that he's such a timeless character superman and i think that is translated onto the screen like there's the one scene where uh he's like, I think that'd be swell. And Lois is like, no one says swell anymore. And it's just like, he's this timeless character. And I think that Christopher Reeve especially brings that to the character. And for me, Christopher Reeve Superman is the best protagonist of all time. So there we have it, guys. Those are our top 10 picks for the best protagonists of movies of all time. Thank you so much for listening. Mr. Bean McKee is a product of the Marist Podcasting Club. It is produced by 
William Penstermacher, and hosted by Tommy Bazzuto and Jackson McKee. Executive producer is also William Penstermacher. Senior engineer is Tyler Morgan. The theme song is The Duel by Benjamin Tissot, used under the Creative Commons 4 license. Find it at incomptech.com or linked on our website. The views expressed here are the views of the hosts and panelists and do not reflect the views of Marist School or the Society of New York.